Welcome to the Pop on Film. I am Bunny Williams, and with me is I'm, I'm, I'm using I'm using my right. I'm using my right. I'm using my right. Oh, I'm a southpaw. What? I'm a southpaw. Oh, I just changed the game. Uh, I am the Pope in question. My name is Reverend Maylin. I am the founder of the Church of Ed Wood, which is an actual thing worth a Google. This is episode 456 of our podcast, which means, uh, obviously, that we have done exactly 455 episodes before this one. It's not like we would skip ahead a bunch of episodes. And it's not no. like you would actually check to see if we've done that or not. So and, just and take why, word And for why it. would somebody do something like that? That's, that's just it, silly talk. Yeah, it's just crazy. So just trust us. We've uh, we've done 455 episodes, and this is the 456th one. Funny, funny. Yes. Funny. You think you're so bad? You think you're so bad? I don't sweat you. <laughs> I don't sweat you. They, it, one thing that I have learned from watching the first three Rocky movies is... Uh, at first, it was like, oh, wow, what, what, what a wonderful rags to riches story. What a wonderful underdog. And, and that was my focus. But now the focus is it, it, the more we watch these movies, the more the focus becomes. Polly is a piece of shit. Oh, God, yes. I hate Polly. F Polly. I don't like the man. But anyway, uh, hello, everyone. And welcome to the monologue. And this monologue is sponsored by Rage Shadow Legends, who have sponsored this monologue to announce something really big. I've got the ad copy right here, Russell Russell in parentheses. And it says, hello, we are the creators of Rage Shadow Legends, and we have paid for commercial time on the Pope on Film podcast to say the following. Stop downloading our fucking game. <laughs> That's what it says right here in the copy that they paid us to read. Uh, and it goes on to say, go outside, get some exercise, get frigging laid, because we are sick of spending all of our waking moments 24-7 buying airtime on the damn internet. Do you know how hard it is? to sponsor everyone on YouTube. Our game isn't that good, y'all. That's what my copy says. Now, Bunny, I believe that you were sent different copy than mine. What does your copy say? My copy says, please steal our game. Everybody has to play our game. Our game will fill the empty void in your life. Our game is the best game that has ever been and is, frankly, simply divine. It is inspired by God. It will forgive you of your sins, and you will go directly to heaven if you play our game. So steal it. Give it to people. This is a matter of life and death, people. <laughs> nice. Nice. Already getting pumped up. Already getting pumped up. To discuss Rocky I I I. Available in the Apple Kids Store. These, 
uh, kids these days, uh, they don't know Roman numerals. No. They just do like too fast, too furious. Uh, you know, uh, Furious 7 or whatever. Kids aren't forced to know about Roman numerals like I was. My kids are like, what's Rocky I, I, I? It's Rocky 3. Next will be Rocky Iv. And that's Rocky 4. Yeah. And that's, in my opinion, the best one. Because Rocky beats up all of Russia. And in True. this one, Rocky 3... The primary thing that happens is Rocky becomes black. Yes, he does. Really what happens in Rocky 3. Uh, it's, not, it's not very obvious, but it's definitely in the subtext. It is in the subtext. It is in the subtext. This movie uh, made Mr. T a household name. This movie actually gives Apollo Creed character. Beyond that, there's not much here. It's a really good movie if you like old arcades. It's a really good movie if you like uh, Hulk Hogan, which you shouldn't. We'll get to that in the, the third part of our podcast. But uh, this movie is short and tight. This movie is the uh, Mia Khalifa of the Rocky series. It's short and it's tight. So... Uh, but we'll get to that. We'll get to this week's movie. Soon, eventually. Yes. Bonnie! Yes. To quote season two, episode one of I Think You Should Leave with Tim Robinson, season three is uh, available right now. It's the only reason anyone should have Netflix. <laughs> <clears throat> this world's fucking so fucked up. And that leads us to our episode's little news nugget. This is the part of the show in the monologue where we find an actual bit of news to talk about before we move on to the educational part of the show, which is my favorite. And so, okay, to show you how effed up this world is, this is an actual headline that ran on a reputable news site about a sitting Congress person. Okay? okay. I want to be clear about this, crystal clear, that we are we are a sitting member of Congress. We are in the absolute worst possible timeline, and I am here to prove it to you. This is an actual headline that ran in an actual reputable news source. Ex-wrestler proves he's not Lauren Boebert's dad after decades of hounding from her mom. Yeah. 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 This is, Jerry Springer a, died at the wrong news article time. About an elected official. Yeah. Yeah. Jerry what Springer died on? too early. He. <clears throat> he is the one who was most qualified to be Speaker of the House. Because this is what we're dealing with. Yeah. What is wrong with America that this person is helping make our laws? Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, so, yeah, well, former and, and, NWA. But the thing is, is, but the and, thing is, is I, I'm fucking fine with it, you know? But don't keep preaching family values. You don't yes. know who your daddy is. 
Yeah. You got knocked up when you were what, 15, 16? And your son yeah. just knocked up a 15-year-old. So, so maybe so don't, open don't your go tell me about your values. fucking values. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So yeah, a former NWA and AWA wrestler Stan Lane took a DNA test. Turns out he's 100% not that bitch. <laughs> That's a Lizzo joke. That's a jizzo. That's what I call a Lizzo joke, is a jizzo. Now, we just need to give DNA tests to the following people. Brutus the Barber Beefcake, Leaping Lanny Poffo, yeah. the Brooklyn Brawler, and Hot Stuff Eddie Gilbert. Okay. If, any, if, if, any, of, if any of them are dead, uh, screw it. We're digging those bodies back up. Don't, don't go leaving Hornswoggle out of this. Yeah, Hornswoggle, just to be on the safe side. And I know that Lauren Boebert is white, but still, we should also... Uh, what's Coco Beware doing these days? Let's, let's ask him as well. Mm -hmm. Is Greg the Hammer Valentine still alive? We can ask him. Wouldn't, wouldn't it be crazy if we find out Lauren Boebert's dad is uh, Cowboy Bob Orton? Suddenly, one day in Congress, RKO from out of nowhere. I'd be okay with that. You know who okay I would really love to see as her father? Huh? Who I? Vermin Supreme. Hmm? Vermin Supreme. Vermin Supreme? I don't know who that is. You don't know Vermin Supreme? He's been running for president forever and wears a boot on his head. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. <laughs> if we're gonna, if we're gonna uh, give a DNA test to Vermin Supreme, we should also give a DNA test to Buckethead. Yes. I'm a big fan of Buckethead. I've been a huge fan of Buckethead for a very long time. So uh, I think that's it for the monologue. I've been trying to keep it short. I've got a really good chap that I'm really excited to get to. So uh, cut. On the monologue, well, and Bunny, run my special intro. Are you kidding? You said yeah. Act Three, bitch. Oh no, 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 no! The special intro with a uh, half, perhaps that video I made. Oh, oh well, wait a second, wait a second. No, we're not leaving here yet. We're not okay. leaving the monologue yet. Yeah, no. So we, so we're gonna have to do some testing, but I'm, I could probably get us back onto Discord. And get us off of Zoom. Yeah. So we don't have to worry about the timer anymore. I kind of like the timer because it keeps us short. Yeah. We have a tendency. If we don't have Zoom, this could this could go back to being like five hours of us talking about Wally. <laughs> yeah. That yeah, was you. We... That was you. That was a great episode. But if we but if we want to play around with an audit with an with a chat gpt ai <clears throat> it's going to be way easier to add them as a user on discord okay. than try to get them to make a zoom call okay so yeah maybe maybe discord we'll have to work on that yeah and there yeah. there are okay. some other there are some other perks <clears throat> that i didn't notice the first time we used the last time we used discord is they have a soundboard 
have a soundboard? Yeah. If you want to come over here, that would help our. Uh, yeah. Um, because their anniversary, their birthday, whatever, and um, they're pretty much rolling out all these cool little things so that you won't get to too mad about the fact they're forcing everybody to change their fucking usernames. Yes. Who's this? Yes. They're forcing everyone to change their usernames, and that doesn't affect me because I'm not really on Discord anymore. But well, some people. Does. Yeah. You're going to have to change your username. Okay. And it goes by the date you signed up for Discord. And they take into account whether you pay for Nitro Classic or Nitro or, you know, so those people take preference. So I've already had to do mine and they forced me, forced me to change my name and I couldn't get mine. That sucks. I'm sorry. That's, I'm yeah, Natasha's a little bit well, better. Discord, I live on Discord. I don't be on I know you do. yet. Well, I have but I'm not on social media. Discord's my life when I'm on social media now. Yeah. So, like, fuck you, Discord. <laughs> I'm mad. Fuck you, Discord. That could be a nice title for this uh, monologue. Yes. Fuck you, Discord. Yes. As Sorry. we talk talk about it's, moving it's the funny. show it, over it to Discord. It doesn't, it doesn't outwardly affect me, but to those people who it affects... Fuck you, Discord. Yeah. You were on the Discord wagon. You were. You were. I need to get me the hard bangs. <laughs> so, so we're going to have to yeah. test that one day. I, I, I tested it some the best I could. So I can get it from discord to obs and out over to twitch okay so as as far <laughs> as an ai character i looked at it a little bit i'm not sure how to get it integrated with chat gpt yet yeah. but for we don't need a physical character we just need that voice like magic voice like mystery science theater we can yeah. have a legit magic voice well, that's a that's a horse of a different color, and I could so take a look at that. But I was kind of playing around with maybe Jordan Peterson. Ooh, that'd be nice. He, he might a, be he might be uh, a good addition to this show. Betty White as like a as like a a, a glowing Jedi ghost. Ooh, or that's just, interesting. Or just Dabney. Yeah another idea yeah well anyway that's that's about all i wanted to report on there all right so cool cut on that monologue and funny play my educational intro okay are you playing it Pat. yep okay let me know when it's done it's done Yay! I love my educational intro. I'm getting better at the uh, editing. So yeah. I'm, I'm proud about that. Bonnie! Yes? If you're like me, you're no doubt a big fan of this podcast. I mean, who is it? This is the number one podcast in America. It's, of course, the, uh, you know, the, the, the 
liberal left from silencing us. Yeah. Uh, as a podcast, we have to say that once a week. We're 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 liberal trash, as uh, someone on uh, Apple Podcast called us. Um. So, but only the real fans, the true fans, who have been with us since day one, would know the the two main facts about the both of us. Two undeniably really real and in no way made up on the spot facts about the both of us, America's hottest podcasting couple, Bunny and Mei Lin. First and foremost, Bunny, is the fact that when you're not doing a, the podcast, you are a celebrated collector. Now tell us, Bunny, what is it that you collect and why is it so important to you? I collect... Well, this had started when when I, I was a New Yorker, you know, and you would you would go down into a subway, you know, and you had the the big iron kind of gate around it. I don't know exactly what you would call it, big fucking heavy iron thing around the subway entrance, and you would frequently find old gum stuck under under those railings so that is what i've become a collector of i have i have been collecting used dried gum from various places and i am using the gum to extract dna to fill out the human genome project nice nice but he's it's got, important he's got the biggest used gum collection this side of the Mississippi. It's it's pretty impressive. It, 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 yes, how are you cataloging it, Bunny? Natasha wants to know specifics. How? Well, basically, when I find a good specimen of used gum, okay, I just reuse, rechew it, and spit in a petri dish. That's my process. No, you you don't get the science, honey. You don't get the science. Bunny's a professional. Yeah, yeah. Bunny's a professional. And the second fact, which is about me, is that I'm a lover of history. I love it, but I'm also a storyteller. So this is the part of the podcast where we discuss a story from history, maybe one that people don't really know, and I get to reword it a little bit via my own unique storytelling razzmatazz. So that is what this is, another educationally uneducational installment of historic approximations, or as we like to call it, <laughs> give me some dramatic music, Bunny. Dun, 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 dun. And to be clear, that's spelled capital H, capital A, but small p. The small p is key. It's crucial crucial to the entire ebb and flow of the podcast. And also, it doesn't matter how small the segment is, but how well we use it. Anywho, what is happening on HAP this week? Well, this week, it's all about hashtag girl power. It's a very special HAP. I'm really excited for it. And because it's a special HAP, I'm going to start near the end of the story. And then we're going to go back to the beginning. Okay. Okay. You follow me here, Bunny? Yes, I do. Okay. So here we go. It's the 1880s 
and we're in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Massachusetts. More specifically, we are at the Harvard Observatory, and the staff of the Harvard Observatory is 100% stressed the F out. Oh, so much work. It's 1880. Ah, doing so much. I'm sweating. Ooh, this is so difficult. They're working on developing a method to photograph the spectra of multiple stars at once, which has never been done before. And also, I like the word spectra. It sounds like you're a kid. First off, I think of poor spectra vision. Yeah. That stuff they had in the in the hotels and motels. And uh, but also when I think of spectra with finger quotes, I'm using finger quotes for those of you who are listening to this podcast and not watching it. Um, when I think and, of spectra, and why, and, 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 like, and why aren't you watching? Why aren't you watching? Lazy yeah, Sunday afternoon. What else is going on? You know, you hang with us for a little while. You get Natasha in the chat. says maybe you're blind. You know, what's that? Maybe they're blind. Don't be ableist, bunny. No, that's even if you're blind. I speak in braille, so it's perfectly okay. Don't be ableist. Be canist. That's yeah. a biblical joke. <laughs> so spectra reminds me of okay you're in the eight you're the eight you're in the 80s and you're a kid and you want a video game system i want a nintendo or a sega master system or, or even a coleco vision at this point and your parents are like hey it's okay look we got you this, and it's a Golga Frinchum Industries Spectra 5000. And it's like, okay, it doesn't have Pac-Man. It has Nibble Guy, you know? Yeah. It doesn't have Space Invaders. It's Alien Intruders. Oh, and no. There were, yeah, there were all know? sorts of things back like that back in the day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Spectra sounds to me like... Like, oh, your parents couldn't afford it. It's fine. But, but Spectra, to me, sounds like a 60s spy show. Ooh. You know? And they, and they would work for Spectra. Yeah. Special, it sounds like the yeah. good guy spies. Rex Dart, Eskimo spy. He works yes. for Spectra. Yes, exactly. What? Was Cable around in the 60s? No. No, it was not. It'd be really cool if they worked. It does sound like a cable network. Spectra? A cable network? Yeah. No, no, no. They could the time company is cable company. But if cable company was around in the sixties, then that wouldn't work. No, it wouldn't work. Doesn't work for plumbing. No. So the staff at Harvard Harvard Observatory are stressed out and their boss and angry looking dude named Edward C. Pickering is yelling at everyone. I know it be the 1880s, but y'all fucking pissing me the hellish <laughs> office. You need to work harder, damn it. We're trying to do the impossible here. I need you to work hard, super hard. I mean, my Scottish friggin' maid would work better and work harder than your sorry asses, uh, forsooth. 
Yes. Because it's the 1880s. So, that's near the ending. Now let's go back to the beginning. Williamina Stevens was born in Dundee, Scotland on May 15, 1857. L. Frank Baum was born exactly one year prior. I thought I'd just add that. Also, while we're being distracted, when visiting Dundee, Scotland, be sure to visit Glamis Castle. It's huge. It's beautiful. It's some third descriptor. And according to Mr. Willie Shakespeare, it's where Macbeth killed Duncan. Yes. Also, uh, the castle is supposed to be haunted, and they do have ghost tours. Now, I don't know if they have adult ghost tours after 10 p.m. where you can drink whatever the hell you want, and you can say whatever the hell you want. But if you do go to Glamis Castle and you're taking an adult uh, ghost tour, don't just start saying jizz okay. and uh, huge cum shot because you'll probably get kicked out. That's another I think you should leave reference. That's the second I think you should leave reference of this episode. Um, uh, and also, I thought her name... Nay, I assumed her name was Williamina, but no, it's Williamina. Okay. Like a female William. It's not Wilhelmina, it's Williamina. There's an end in the middle somehow, there. William, somehow that makes more sense. It, 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 yeah, I thought it was Wilhelmina, but no, it's Williamina, as in William, oh shit, it's a girl, I I guess it can be Williamina. Yeah, and then and so, and then as time passes, we start pronouncing things more, things more and more sloppily, and then Williamina. Maybe you might think, well, maybe her father's name is no. Her father's name was fucking Robert. I looked it up. Yeah. So it's William mean William, Ina. Yeah. Honestly, I think that alone is half worthy. But we haven't even gotten to the meat and potatoes yet of William Ena's story. So uh, William Ena Stevens, born in 1857. She's very smart. She's so smart that at the age of 14, she becomes a teacher's assistant. She becomes knowledgeable in just every category. She knows math. She knows science. She knows astronomy. She knows all of these things. At the age of 20, like you do, she married a local widower, and together they had one child, a son named Wilhelmino. Just kidding, his name was Ed. Okay. His name was Edward, not Wilhelmino. But her name is William Ina. It's weird. Yeah. Uh, so they're married. This, this guy, James the widower, and William Ina. A year later, James the Widow is all, my darling William. Ina, it's a weird-ass name. But anyway, it's the 1870s, and we're foreigners. So thematically, it makes sense for us to emigrate to America, a place where they will always love and welcome foreigners. All foreigners will always be welcome there, even in the our distant future they will be like yes immigrants come on in we're totally cool with it 
so uh, William, Ina, uh, gather up our son and our few belongings and get on this boat. Don't worry, darling. I won't just straight up leave you once we get to America. Wink. So they get on the boat. All right, the, the drugs are the drugs are kick, kicking in. I'm still kind of stuck on Wilhelmina, and we just got the fucking warning. Yeah, ten minute warning. Yeah. William, Ina. William, not Wilhelmina. Ina. It's Williamina. There's an M in there. It's weird. But now, now, I'm wondering. I'm wondering if, like, the first person who was ever named that, if their father wasn't like a real Andrew Tate type who is yeah. like, I am so masculine. Of course I will have a male child. I only need to choose one name. William. I was thinking that. Yeah. I was thinking that. That's all I can think of. I mean, it is like Scotland in the 1880s. I don't think yeah. there was that much uh, feminism. Yeah. Then. And, and, and then it turns out to be a girl because there was no sonogram or anything like that. You know, yeah. and he just storms out of the room and leaves, and they just tack Amina on the end. Yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what it was. So, uh, so the husband is like, "Hey, get on the boat. We're going to America. I'm not going to leave you when we get there." They emigrate to Boston, Massachusetts, but you wouldn't believe what the husband does once they get there. A goat. He just stop and leaves. Can you believe that? Yeah. So the hubby leaves the family, and Williamina is like, damn, I need to get me a job, any job, like with a quickness. Plus, she is an immigrant, so uh, aren't a lot of jobs just available. She gets a lowly job as a maid. Cleaning up after this rich-ass family, she took the first job that she could, which was as a maid. Um, she just so happens to get a job being a maid at the home of Professor Edward Charles Pickering, the director of the Harvard College Observatory. See where this is going, Bunny? Okay. So Edward's wife, Liz, notices a few things, goes to her husband, hubby Edward, and goes, um, hey, honey. Can you come here? I want to have a talk with you for a second. Our new maid? Our new maid is smart. And then, I don't know, he's reading the paper. Oh, gee, that's nice, dear. No, Edward. She's, like, way fucking smart. <laughs> like, way beyond just being a maid. She's, she's teaching our kids reading and writing and math and astronomy. Apparently, she used to be a teacher's assistant. She is a smart-ass woman, honey. Like, way beyond just being some immigrant maid that we hired off the street. She is smart as hell. Yeah. She's way beyond just being a maid. She's more than that. And so that was on Edward C. Pickering's mind when, rewind, the staff at Harvard Observatory are super stressed out. Edward Pickering is yelling at him. I know it be the 1880s, but y'all fucking pissing me the hell off. Come okay. on, we're working here. You need to work hard. You need to work harder than you are working now, damn it. My Scottish maid would work better and work harder. And so, 
Professor Pickering did just that. He's just like, my maid would work harder than... Fuck it, what do I got to lose? William Williamina, weird-ass name. Come here, Williamina. So he hired his maid, Williamina, to conduct part-time administrative work at Harvard Observatory in the 1880s. Uh, and she did great. She did so great that two years later, they formally invited her to join the Harvard College Observatory as a full-fledged astronomer. They taught her what she needed to know that she didn't know already. And she became this immigrant. She became a founding member of a legendarily famous team of astronomers that were known as the Harvard Computers. William Ina, hate the name, she single-handedly developed, and I quote, a common designation system for stars and cataloged uh, more than 10,000 stars 59 gaseous nebulae, over 310 variable stars, 10 nova, and other astrological phenomenons. And also, Bunny, do you know the Horsehead Nebula? I, uh, not personally. Well, a poor Scottish female immigrant discovered that. Yeah. Isn't that great? Uh, hashtag girl boss. <laughs> hashtag girl boss. Good for William Ina. She uh, was uh, just a Scottish immigrant whose husband left her and became a super famous astronomer. She was a maid. She went from yeah. cleaning up children's shit to discovering the Horsehead Nebula. Yes. I gotta say, every single solitary hat that I have done, and just like me, this used to be called SHAP, Steve's Historic Approximations, yeah. but it the, the podcast segment transitioned into HAP. All the HAPs and SHAPs I've done, each one could be a fairly decent movie. I can see this movie about Williamina. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like Hidden Figures. Hidden Figures. That was a great movie. I loved Hidden Figures. It, it is really good. But uh, I know I say this usually at the end of every uh, historic approximations, but I'm going to say it again. I'm shocked that more people don't know this story. I'm surprised no, that more I, people oh, don't know this story. This is awesome. I haven't heard the full story like that, but I've heard that story previously. Yeah, it's a great story. It's like a great, as a it's meme. It's a feel-good story. Like as a meme. Like I didn't read a fucking article or something. There was some yeah. meme. I, I'll hire my maid. And did, and she became this. You know. Yeah, she became super famous. Good for her. Yeah, uh, yeah. That is That is pretty awesome. That is, Yay. I would put that right next to the Hedy Lamar story. Yes. You know, Hedy Lamar. You know, because so, that was, that was, 
You, it, it, like if you if you found out that Pamela Anderson had discovered quantum particles. Pamela Anderson? Oh, Stripperella. Gotcha. Right. I mean, that's kind. Of, I mean, that's not. Hedy Lamar was Barbed a hot wire. woman. Yeah. She she was you know model beautiful. Yeah. And did such amazing, just like a fucking genius, like just off the scale genius she was. I. I I like that they gave Talia Shire more to do in the third Rocky. This is the least she has to do, but she has that monologue where she snaps Rocky out of it. Yeah. I don't know if she... Anyway. uh, We'll get into that. That is it. (laughs) That's it for historical approximations this week. Be sure and join us next week for more educationally uneducational fun with Historic approximations and cut on that. That was our educational section. Now, hmm, yo, yo, did you count the yo's, bunny? Did you count the yo's? Yes, you did. Yes, okay. I did. Okay, good. Um, so uh, we are going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk about this week's movie, Rocky Three. Now, while we wait for Zoom to cut out, I'm going to talk about the things that Bunny's microphone looks like. Number one, of course, is a butt plug. Number two, a, a like a, a spindle. A, one now, now, a spindle, like for yarn, like for a uh, sewing machine. Um, definitely some sort of a, oh, yeah, definitely like a penis, like like you go to a pride event and the, it's a penis like lollipop, yeah, okay, kind of like that. Uh, it 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 looks made. Everybody, it's me, Mr. Steve. Well, it's Thursday. How's your Thursday doing? It's totally Thursday, 
and not Saturday after my Raising Little Leader story time, and I'm going through a story time marathon to make my week easier. Look, I'm in a different outfit. Anyway, today's video is a strange one. If you are familiar with this channel, you know I make a lot of references to pop culture, and I use a lot of little clips here and there. And so this is a short compilation of some of my favorite clips that I use during Storytime videos. Some of them you may have seen before in other videos. Some of them you may have seen a bunch of times in other videos. But it's a fun little video that you'd enjoy. Woo! I'm Michael Jordan. Stop it. Get some help. Life uh, finds a way. Imagination. Not funny! Thank you for being a friend. Travel down the road and back again. Mr. Steve is recording this theme song so he doesn't get a copyright strike. And if you throw a party, invited everyone you knew. Oh, wow. You would see the biggest gift would be for me. And the card attached would say, be sure to like and subscribe. Hi, it's Vince with Sham Wow. You'll be saying wow every time you use this towel. Foreshadowing. Foreshadowing happens when clues in the story hint at future events. Roll the cheese! Advising lawmakers, I can see he had. got a dog. Would you like to see my dog? Come here, Fido Spot. Bark, bark, woof. I am dog. Bring me bone. Only bone shall sustain me. Sam, I am. Would you like green eggs and ham? Would you like them over there? Or would you like them over here? 
Would you eat them in a box? Would you eat them with a fox? Would you like them in a house? Would you like them with a mouse? You may like them, you will see You may like them in a tree Would you, could you with a goat? Would you, could you in a boat? I could not like them Those green eggs and ham I cannot stand them Mr. Sam, I am. Would you, could you in a car? Eat them, eat them, here they are. How about in the rain, in the dark, or on a train? Because 
never gonna stop the rain by complaining you Because I'm free I know it's the moon. Now, by my mother's son, that's myself, it shall be moon or star or anything I list. Ere we journey back to your father's. Go on, get the horse. There's seriously something wrong. Fear. Master of the pan flute, that magical instrument with the unforgettable sound. Now in his magnificent all-new collection, Some Fear plays the world's most beautiful melodies. Save COD charges by calling toll-free 1-800-421-2000. Or, to save all additional charges, send check or money order for only $12.98 for two albums or two cassettes, or $19.98 for two compact discs to Zomphir, P.O. Box 8449, Atlanta, Georgia. Remember, that's Zomphir, P.O. Box 8449, Atlanta, Georgia. Live fast. Die young, leave a good-looking corpse. You just make sure you come back next week.
Now, when we fought, you had that eye of the tiger, man, the edge. And now you've got to get it back. And the way to get it back is to go back to the beginning. You know what I mean? United Artists and Chartoff Winkler proudly present Rocky Three. The worst thing happened to you that could happen to any fighter. You got civilized. Get out of here, will you? The truth is we both started out on the same corner and I got lucky with my life and it's driving you nuts. Philadelphia salutes its favorite son, Rocky Balboa. Hey, why don't you tell all these nice folks why you've been ducking me? This guy is a wrecking machine. You know, you've got a big mouth. Why don't you come out and close it, Balboa? Come on. I don't want to fight this guy. You'll fight him without me. Balboa was a fine champion, but his time has passed. See that look in their eyes, right? Gotta get that look back, Rock. I the tiger, come on. I will destroy any man who tries to take what I got. I'm gonna torture him. I'm gonna crucify him real bad. For the first time in my life, I'm afraid. Damn, Rock, come on! There's nothing wrong with being afraid. You thought I was tough? This jump will kill you. You wake up after a few years thinking you're a winner, but you're not. There is no tomorrow. You're really a loser. Well, I don't believe it. There is no tomorrow. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Rocky's greatest challenge to save his honor, his marriage, and his manhood against his most devastating and dangerous opponent. Bust you up. Go for it. Sylvester Stallone, Talia Shire, Burgess Meredith, Carl Weathers, Burt Young, and introducing Mr. T. Rocky III, an American tradition. And we're back with more of the Pope on film. Everybody hates Hulk Hogan. Everybody hates Hulk Hogan. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. 
It's time, Bunny! It is time. Yeah. Uh, yes, Bunny, my friend, it is time once again for all of us here at the Pope on Film podcast to hey, Macarena, our way into the third and final segment of this week's Big Shoe. And it is said third segment wherein we finally and eventually get around to discussing our all-new low-fat, high-fiber, and now available without a prescription movie of the week. And this week, we continue our summer montage <clears throat> with the Rocky franchise, all nine movies, and also uh, Boxing Helena, because it's also boxing. This week, we're diving deep into where it goes from Academy Award-winning prestige film to blockbuster summer crap. Yeah. I think it reaches that pinnacle at Rocky IV, which we're getting to next week. Well, but yeah, this no, is where I, it I, I have, I hear what you're saying, and I definitely have some things to say about that. Is it too yeah. early to jump into that? I, yes, okay, because first, I haven't even gotten to the title yet, and then afterwards, I want you to give me the screen because I got something special. Okay, what? Say okay. that again. Uh, uh, hold on, we got to get to the title. Yes, this week we are continuing our summer of yo, where we are count, trying to count all of the yo's in the entire Rocky franchise. And this week we are discussing Rocky Three. Give me some dramatic music, Bunny. Okay, now uh, if you can, Bunny, give me the give me a big screen. Because I got something special set up. So I got the big screen. Okay. Uh, because this is Rocky 3, and this is where it starts getting uh, cheesy and dumb and stupid. So uh, I thought that we would do something special. And so, uh, honey, can you come and, and help me with this? Okay. Uh, hold on a second, honey. Okay, there you go. Uh, all right, honey. Yes, uh, yes. Give, give me the music. Give me the starting. No, come on, you gotta keep going. Oh. It's, it's a montage. Oh, it's a montage. It's a montage. Oh, now I'm running faster. Okay, that's good. I was trying to do the face, like that face. Huh? Uh, I was trying to do that face where he's running really hard, like, you know, like one of those uh, grunting faces. 
I do. I, I didn't want to set it up. I just didn't feel like it. I thought it'd be funnier if it looked crappier. Okay, you don't have to put me in the big screen anymore. Yeah, because I, I don't I, I didn't set myself up with audio over there. Ah, gotcha. Okay. So, so uh, that was fun. You. That was that I was thought, fun. But if you're gonna do I a montage, that man, that background's gotta change. You know? Yeah, I thought it yeah, I thought it was cute. I thought it was cute. That was fun. Okay. So typical typical summer intro. Every summer we so do theme summers. This you is could have gone from there, from the running on the beach, you know, to like running past the Eiffel Tower. I could have. I could have made a montage. I'll try and you and know then, what? And then, I'll just try and do a montage every week and I'll add things every week. Then you can run past we'll Chernobyl. Have, like, that's a good idea. So I'm going to work on a montage that we can do in, for every Rocky movie. Yeah. Yeah. So a uh, typical summer intro. Every summer we choose a theme. We do themed summers. And um, we've done the summer of Star Wars, the summer of Saw, the summer of Fred Willard, which was wonderful. The summer of Bottoming, where we focused on movies on IMDb's list of the bottom yes. 100. Last year, we did the summer of COVID exploitation, which was horrible. But what was the name of the one movie that we absolutely love? Where Ram Ranch is the, 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 the national anthem? It, I think it was just called Coronavirus Conspiracy. Is that it, it was about wait, 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 aliens wait. and Harambe? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it was just Corona Conspiracy or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, that movie was great. Uh, that was, a, that was a find. You and know, then there I was mean, that one movie that was just in an elevator? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, okay. So, I found uh, that one mildly interesting, but meh. Yeah, yeah. A lot of meh. But before we get to Rocky, at his rockiest, I wanted to talk a little bit about the summer rejects. Yeah. Because there are some things that we haven't done. For example, one of the ideas that I had was the Summer of Live, where we do nothing but Saturday Night Live movies. Yeah. Uh, we haven't done That's that. That's an interesting idea. It's an interesting idea, and it'd be nice to do like the Blues Brothers and look at the Wayne's Worlds and all that, but as a trans woman, I cannot watch It's Pat the movie. Yeah. I can't do it. Period. I had an idea for the summer of sharks because sharks have become so cheap. What was the name of that movie? Uh, shark virus, virus shark, virus shark. That was the name of the movie. We did it last year during the, the yes. summer of COVID exploitation. There are so many shitty shark movies out there. Sharkula, Shark Bait, Shark Side of the Moon, Five Headed Shark Attack, Sand Shark. Uh, don't mess with the sharkies. There's a movie called Bad CGI Sharks. Yeah. Noah's shark. I, I I don't find sharks scary, you know. Yeah. yeah. And even Jaws, you know, had some fright jump scares. Well, you know, 
shark victims are kind of scary, but like uh, not so much a corn. shark, huh? Sharks of the corn. Sharks of it's the about, corn. It's about sharks that live in a cornfield. Okay. Sharks of the corn. So uh, we haven't done that. Oh, and Sharks in Venice. I forgot that. That stars Stephen Baldwin. Yeah. <laughs> and then another one I thought, I thought that you would like this one, this idea, but I think it would be too painful. Uh, the Summer of Amity. Of Amity. The Summer of Amity. Yes, because let me just read some of these to you. Amityville in Origin. Amityville Vibrator. Amityville The Evil Escapes. Amityville Gas Chamber. Amityville um, Uprising. Amityville Clown House. Amityville Scarecrow. Amityville Thanksgiving. Amityville In Space. Amityville Witches. Amityville In The Hood. <laughs> the Amityville Playhouse, the Amityville Horror, the Amityville Moon, the Amityville Cult, Amityville Cop, Amityville Vampire, Amityville Poltergeist, Witches of Amityville, not to be confused with Amityville Witches, the Amityville Harvest, Amityville Mount Misery Road, Amityville Dollhouse, Amityville Island, and we haven't even gotten to any of the main Amity Amityville movies. Yeah. There's a lot. I don't know, man. That That's like... They would all be cheap it, as hell. Uh, and I, I don't, don't know, know like, if any like, of them would be good. Too, it's just too close to home. Like, I lived the Amity thing, you know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, not directly, but just, like, culturally, I mean... Amityville wasn't far, you know? Yeah. So it was almost eh, kind of the neighborhood. Basically, the neighborhood I'm just looking over. for any summer uh, uh, themes where we don't have to do all the Fast and the Furious movies because yeah. fuck those movies. But I would, put I, that, I, I would put that in the same category as the Conjuring movies, you know? Conjuring, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I I've had enough of the I had enough of the Warners before they got fucking popular. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So this summer is the summer of yo, where we are not only watching all of the Rocky movies and boxing Helena because yeah. boxing, but we are also uh yes, the Fast and the Furious movies are super freaking dumb. Uh celebratory build. But I don't like them because I just think that they're dumb and stupid. And also, this isn't a far-right QAnon conspiracy theory bit of nonsense, but Paul Walker did like underage girls. It's a fact that no one likes to talk about because people like the movies where the cars go vroom vroom. And so yeah. they, that's why I try not to watch the Fast and the Furious movies. Um uh, in the beginning of 2022, I was forced to watch like four of them and just. Uh, they were always playing on TNT. On the TNT network, they were always playing. Yeah. Uh, so we are not only watching all the Rocky movies, do we're you, trying to count believe, all the yo's in the Rocky movies, which is. Do you believe in the, in the Vin Diesel, the Rock feud? 
Uh, I mean, yes, he... because I think the more The Rock becomes famous, the more he becomes uh, a diva. Yeah. He was always like a normal I mean, guy playing The Rock in WWE, but now that he's become like a famous worldwide celebrity, I feel that he's becoming the actual Rock. Yeah. And now he's like, I'm going to make this movie. I'm going to be the star. People can only hit me this many times in the film. I will never lose a fight. Uh, brown M&Ms in the dressing room, you know? Yeah. Uh, I like Vin Diesel. He's also hard to work with, but I, I mean, like Vin Diesel because... Yeah, but in this case, it kind of feels like a When he was growing like up, work. he was just a fat, nerdy kid, and I respect that. Yeah. I absolutely respect that. Yeah. He, he, he was like a role-playing geek who just buffed up and became an actor. Have you ever seen that video of him selling street sharks, Bunny? I don't think so. It was like at a, some video, it, some toy trade show, Vin Diesel before he became famous, and uh, he was, at, or maybe it was like a commercial, but he was selling street sharks action figures, and it's just Vin Diesel, and he's all buff, and he's explaining the street sharks and how they're strong sharks that are badass and totally not a rip-off of Ninja Turtles. Dogs, can you not? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, we're trying to count the yo's. Rocky 1 had a staggering 19 yo's. Yes. Rocky 2 had 13. And if you put those together, let me see, 58, 24, 97, carry the 6, uh, 32 yo's. We are at right now before we get to Rocky Three, Bunny. Yes. Two things. Number one, what are your thoughts on this movie? What are my thoughts on like, the movie? Really? Give it to me. Okay. Give it to me. Give it to me. Two things. Off. First, I I just love this movie. Okay. Love I love this movie, but two. It's a fucking cartoon. It is. It is. It's a cartoon. I was telling And this is where the Rocky formula solidifies. Yeah. And you'll see this because same the, the thing. First, and you can and it, even if you've movie, never seen it, you can Rocky make predictions about it. Is the an next Academy movie. Award winner. Yeah. And then you see this. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, so like, the first Rocky film was an Academy Award winner, Best Picture, and yeah. it, it was an art film. And then the second film was still trying to be that art film. But from Rocky Three on, it's just popcorn movies. Yeah. And, and this he is... becomes basically a superhero. He becomes Popeye. Yeah. It's like they grabbed the specific notes from yeah. the other movies. You know, and wrote a script around that. Like, so, yeah. like, Rocky has to have some kind of hard time, either financially or morally. Okay. Uh, a, a big challenge comes his way, and he's got to decide if he's going to take that challenge or not. You know? Yeah. Uh, somebody's gonna die. <laughs> yeah. 
somebody is going to die close to him at the hands of the challenger. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he's going to have a period of doubt. He is going to have a discussion slash argument with Adrian. And then he's going to get serious about his training. Yeah. And then there'll be the fight. He'll win. And that's it. <laughs> yeah. That's basically it. Like a Godzilla movie. Now we just These, have to... This has become a Godzilla series. Yeah. And now everything around that is kind of plug and play. Yeah. You know? So who the bad guy is? Well, we could swap him and out pretty easy. Who's left to die? Well, we have a few options here. Of main... I can't... I, I am pissed off that Pauly lives to long enough to be in Rocky Six. That pisses yeah. me off. Yeah. Because Pauly is a piece of crap. And in this film, he's racist as fuck. Yeah. Where it's like, I hated him in Rocky, I hated him in Rocky too, but in this one, he's racist. And it's like, oh, now I've got an even better reason to hate Pauly because he's a racist bastard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you also got to figure, you know, in, in in why who dies here, I've got to say is that Burgess Meredith was like, you know what? I'm reading this shit, this script. It's time hmm. to jump this ship. <laughs> I, I I respected the fact that uh, Mickey dies and he has a uh, a Jewish funeral. Yeah. Because there's a few shaloms that get dropped during that funeral, and it's like, oh, good for you, Rocky. You're finally getting culture. Yeah. You know? Getting out of uh, Little Italy or whatever. Uh, Second thing, Bunny, that I wanted to ask you, uh, scheduling question. Right now, we're doing every other week. We're recording the podcast every other week, and it really helps me out uh, for stress reasons. But uh, two weeks from now, you probably don't know this because I'm not talking about it a lot. Two weeks from now, I will be on the main stage at Oklahoma City Pride Fest performing in front of like yeah. hundreds of people. Yeah. I, I don't really talk about it a lot. <laughs> but. Well, maybe we take a we take a bit of a breather. Or. We do it next week. Hmm. What is hmm. your? I think preference? I can do it. I think I can do it. Okay. It's Rocky Four, and I already have a shaft lined up because, um, the freaking statue. Okay. Of Rocky from Rocky Three, apparently that's a whole shaft in and of itself, and I, I, so I've already got that written in my head. Cool. I thought that it was just a legitimate statue that was there, but no, there's been this whole back and forth about the statue, and I find it fascinating and kind of funny. Okay. If you want to do it this Sunday, this next yeah. Sunday. Yeah, next know. Sunday, and then after that, we'll do every other week. But if you want to take a breather before your big show, that'd be cool, too. No, I we're going to do Rocky Four next week, and then... After that, I'll be ready to 
Rocky montage my way into my big performance. Well, okay. yeah. These fucking puppies haven't been adopted. Oh, wait, they'll be soon. On Sunday? Okay. Cool. So, Rocky 3 came out in 1982, and despite some reviews calling it unnecessary, it was as at its time of release the highest grossing Rocky film in the franchise. Fun fact, Rocky, Rocky's son in this, this film, not in the other film, but in this film, came out as trans in 2003. So, yay, sister. Okay, who was that? She, uh, the little kid who plays Rocky's son uh, in Rocky Three, is now a celebrated female journalist for Axios. So yay, sister! Good for you. Okay. Also, nice. uh, uh, in case you haven't figured it out by now, I'm trans, and it's Pride Month, and so I'm being loud and proud. If you don't like it, you can f off. Rocky Three is where these movies. Uh, like we were saying earlier, de evolved from Academy Award winning art films to popcorn munching blockbusters. Yeah. yeah. And now, finally, it's Eye of the Tiger Tongue. Yeah. I think they mentioned that a few times in the movie. Yes, they did. <laughs> that was a hell of a, a fucking times. promotion campaign. A couple of times. And it seems like whenever I hear this song mentioned, it's mentioned more as a joke. Yeah. It spent six weeks at number one in the uh, in the Billboard Top 100 hits, the song Eye of the Tiger by Survivor. It yeah. was nominated for Best Original Song, but it lost to... Love lift us up where we belong. <laughs> Which I think is a mistake, but what else? Uh, but uh, Survivor would have yet another big hit with the next film, Rocky IV. Uh, Rocky Three is famous, dare I say, for being the film, as we have said throughout this podcast, this is the film where Rocky Balboa, the Italian stallion, becomes black. One thing that I noticed, because it, this is the way that I see it, it's like, oh man, Rocky, you're here with all the glitz and the glamour, you've lost the spark, you've lost the eye of the tiger. So, uh, okay, we're gonna go to the all-black gym, and, and you're going to be black for the rest of the movie. Yeah. And... Uh, Paulie is like, I don't like being here with these people, and and everyone is surprisingly not. Whoa! Yeah. Hey, that's racist as fuck. But uh, no, everyone's like, oh, come on, Paulie, it's fine. Like, no. Uh, hashtag cancel Paulie. Yeah. Some of the things he's saying here. Yeah. Talking colored people, saying he needs a gun. Fuck Ollie. Okay, He's but, you know, I would have to go back and re-listen to exactly what he was saying because whenever Paulie came on screen, Ugh. I thought the chances of a yo were much better, so it was just like yeah. sitting here like this, like, 
because have we done the yo count? I don't think we've done the yo count on this. Not yet, not yet. I wanted to, I wanted to break down some parts of the film first. Uh. So the movie starts with previously on Rocky, and I like that. Yeah, I like the previously ons. They they make me smile. Then it's the standard uh, rich and famous montage. I like how they use footage. I feel this is very meta. They use footage of. Sylvester Stallone hosting the Muppet Show, but they cut out the part where where uh, Kermit says, "It's the Muppet Show with our very special guest star," and then they cut so that they don't hear Kermit say, "With our very special guest star, Sylvester yeah. Stallone." Yeah. So they use footage of Sylvester Stallone hosting. The Muppet Show, yeah. but they make it seem through editing like it's Rocky Balboa hosting the Muppet Show. I just think that's meta as fuck. I know yeah. that episode of the Muppet Show, and I like that. I would like to point out, however, that, that in the opening montage, you, you see Mr. T boxing, and he's climbing up through the ranks. And yeah. then you see Rocky Balboa, the Italian stallion, fighting. And going and uh, defending his title. Mr. T only fights white people. And apart from his German fight with the German champion. Oh, God. Rocky only fights black people. Well, that, well see, but that's the thing. Like, like the movie is straight up good versus evil. And that is white guy versus black guy. Yeah. You know? And so the only and, way and that Rocky Lang, can beat the black guy is by getting a black trainer going to the black neighborhood, going to the all black gym and learning how to be black. It's it's kind of racist. Yeah. And then at the end, he's touching Mr. T's uh uh during the match, he's touching Mr. T's yeah. uh goatee. Get your fucking Guido mitts off of Mr. T's uh 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 what is it? I called it a goatee. Is a uh, mohawk. Get yeah. your fucking hands off of Mr. T's hair, you racist Guido piece of shit. Yeah. Fuck off. But but Mr. T as a wow. character, as a character, as Clubber Lang as a character, was I, I just, I'm just calling him Mr. T. A complete cartoon character. He, he uh, was completely two dimensional. He was the angry black man. Yeah. You know? And that was it. All we really got was like videos and shit like that and him being aggressive and stuff like that. You know, we didn't get any kind of backstory at all for the character. This yeah. was just the bad guy. That's it. You know, so so yeah. that's what I mean. It's like very formulaic, very, very, very popcorn, you know? Yeah. So you know how he got on in this movie? Mr. T? Appa yeah. Apparently, Sylvester Stallone had a habit of seeing something on TV and then calling that person up because he watched Hulk Hogan wrestle Andre the Giant and said, I want you to be in the next Rocky movie. Apparently, Mr. T... Uh, he was in the army. He was in the Peace Corps. 
He worked at a bouncer at a yeah. at a club called Dingbat's Discotheque. And he would get into fights with people and he was like a super badass and stuff. Um yeah. and so he he became a bouncer and he became like well known as being a bouncer who didn't take shit from anyone. And so he became so famous as a bouncer that celebrities started hiring him to be bodyguards. Yeah. And so for 10 years, he was a bodyguard for Diana Ross, Michael Jackson, Steve McQueen, LeVar Burton. Yeah. I want to see the movie of Reading Rainbow and Mr. T hanging out together. Yeah. Don't worry, Kuta Kinte. I Ten got minutes. you. You know, like that's awesome. So he got Ten on a TV one. show. Okay. Right. He got on a TV show called The Sunday Games. Uh Mr. T did. Let me let me go back. This was even before um before the eighteen, before anything. He was on this game show called that that was called the Sunday Games and was also called Games People Play. It right. was a reality TV series that ran from 1980 to 1981, hosted by Bryant Gumble, and had a bunch of celebrity co-hosts. Uh, Johnny Bench was in there looking all schlubby, but they had unusual sports competitions, including beer guzzling a belly flop contest, and a taxi cab demolition derby. And they had, um, twice on the show, they had a competition for America's toughest bouncer. Mr. T won both times, gave all of his uh, uh, prize money to charity. And Sylvester Stallone happened to watch this reality show and uh, cast him as Clubber Lang. Okay. And that led to a team that led to him becoming super famous was just Sylvester Stallone watching TV and seeing him on there. Isn't that something? Yeah. Well, I, yeah. I heard, I heard something similar, you know, I, I just heard like a, like a, like a bodyguard or something like that. But yeah. yeah. Badass bouncer. Um, I love the arcade scene too in this so much. It's nice to see an arcade. I remember when arcades were filled with cigarette smoke and were kind of dangerous. Yeah. I remember that period in time. And then Paulie trashes a Rocky pinball machine. Why? Because he's a piece of crap. Yeah. Uh, I hate him so much. Then Thunderlips <laughs> shows up. Yeah. And it's Hulk Hogan. With his beautiful hair like a fragile uh, China doll. Yeah. Fragile little hair. Um, I hate Hulk Hogan. He's a piece of shit. Number one, the leg drop does nothing. That is the stupidest finishing move in the history of professional wrestling. Yeah. Like, my finishing move is going to be, ooh, the headlock. Like, that's basically what Hulk Hogan's like leg drop is it's fucking ridiculous but also i would like to remind people that um hulk hogan went on a racist tirade in his infamous sex tape which was at the center of the lawsuit that shut down the website gawker the uh, only good thing that hulk hogan ever did was fight the rocky fight the rock at that one wrestlemania appear in rocky three 
and uh, shut down Gawker. But also, he's a racist piece of shit. In his sex tape, he was talking with the woman that he was having sex with about his daughter, Brooke, and her new boyfriend, who was a black guy. And he says in the video, quote, I mean, I'd rather if she was going to fuck some N-word, I'd rather have her marry an eight-foot-tall N-word worth $100 million like a basketball player. I guess we're all a little racist, fucking N-word. No, we're not all a little racist. It's just you, Hulk Hogan. You can fuck off. I do like that Hulk Hogan keeps kayfabe while fighting Rocky Balboa. Yeah. That is definitely an 80s thing. Yeah. And, and I think that that's kind of fun. Hey, so hey, that's what I was Hogan. thinking. Like, oh, come on. Wrestling is yeah. not that real. <laughs> I also I also like how Mick tells Rocky that uh, um, Mr. T is going to kill him to death. Yeah. Whoa! You mean he's gonna kill him to death? Oh, holy shit! That's and, the uh, worst kind of killing. The title than the penguin dies. I I think we got this. Paulie is racist as fuck. Uh huh. I feel that I love this movie. I love Rocky Three and Rocky Four so much because they're dumb and because they're stupid. And when I was a kid, these were like superhero movies. Rocky well, it, movies were like the MCU is now. You know right. what's going to happen, but you watch it anyway. It's like a Godzilla movie. And, and it, it was just no, it's, fun. It's, it's I, very, it's very it. pop music, you know? Like, like Ugh, yes. You, there's some pop songs that music. you just can't help but liking, and you know they're shit, <laughs> you yeah. know? Yeah. But, like, that is it. That is that is there. There's it hits all the right points that make you like it, and the same yep. thing with the Rocky movies. It has learned. Okay, we have to hit this point. We have to hit this point. We have to hit this point. We have to hit this point, which <clears throat> is what makes it formulaic. But they hit those points really good. Yeah. But so, also, so you this- hate okay, you hate Pauly. You yeah. have a strong reaction to a character in a fucking movie. I That's do. awesome. You know what I mean? Yeah. But watching this movie now, mm-hmm. so far removed from when I loved it as a kid, watching this now as an adult, I can now look at this movie and say, I like this movie. There is very little in this film. No, thematically, plot-wise, character-wise, Rocky loses his mojo. He gets it back. The end. That's it. It's a tight hour and a half. Yeah. You know, this is a short movie. There's not much here, but still, it's the most fun I've had so far. But we have to go through those emotional steps. Yeah. You know, like... uh, Rocky doesn't take his training seriously, you know. Have you seen any of the Creed movies? No. I haven't seen no. any of the Creed movies. I saw the end of Creed 2 once while um, bored and having nothing to do but watching cable. But 
But uh, fun fact, in the Creed movies, you learn who wins at the end. Okay. The secret fight between Rocky and Apollo, you learn who wins, I think, oh. in the first Creed film. So that's good. And I'm excited to get to that. But, Bunny, let's not forget the reason why we're here. How many yo's did you count, Bunny? <sighs> One. One? One yo. Okay. I'm going to go with that. That is and our official answer. That is... That is the consensus of both Jeannie and I. Yeah. One. Being like, have you heard any yells? We just, you know, no. Yeah, there weren't a lot, but by the time we get to Rocky Five and uh, Rocky Balboa, the number's going to be insane. Because there's like almost 30 in Rocky Five alone. Yeah. So, and then, and not then a lot of you... yells in this one, but you know why there's not a lot of yells? Yeah. Uh, he, he got sophisticated. Yeah, yeah. I would you know, backtrack less through I would backtrack through yo rich environments. You know? Yeah. yeah. But no. It, they got money, so so they don't need as many yo's. But um so that's it for Rocky Three this week. Next week, and I mean literally next week, we're going to Mother Russia. And eating beets and maybe taking some uh, uh, steroids with Rocky Four, and I'm excited for that because that one's my favorite. But uh, now that I'm looking back at this week, uh, uh, Ro uh, Rocky Three montages, uh, uh, William Ena, ex wrestlers, not Lauren Boebert. Said, I gotta say, I think this has been a pretty good episode of the podcast. It has been a damn good episode. Okay, good. I, I, I agree with what you said. I didn't want to say it because I feel like you're the one who makes that distinction. But yes, I concur with your assessment, good sir. So until next week, I am Bunny Williams. And I am Reverend Maylin. And on behalf of Natasha and Eleanor and Max and everyone else, I just want to say thanks for listening. And we will see you. Oh.